listening to Drawn to the Flame, sometimes monthly, sometimes fortnightly, sometimes when I've just got a new Mythos pack in my hands podcast for fans of Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm doing a little bonus episode here, and this episode is all about the Essex County Express Mythos pack. And if you've not yet seen that pack or don't want to hear anything about it, don't listen to this episode. It's only going to be short and it's going to be dealing with those cards. Our spoiler policy on Drawn to the Flame is that player cards up to and including the most recently released Mythos pack are fair game. And I have in my hands right here Essex County Express Mythos pack. So it's fair game. But I appreciate that other people who've ordered the pack might not have it yet. And in which case they'll be feeling a little bit hard done by if they hear spoilers of the cards. Spoilers. You hear me say, everyone knows about spoilers. Everyone knows all of the cards before they see the packs. And I definitely used to be the kind of person who would see a lot of the cards before I got the pack in my hand. But this month, I decided that I would try and not see as many player cards as possible until I actually had the pack in my hands. And so this is really just a reaction episode where I'm seeing these cards, some of them for the first time, and I'm just going to tell you what I think. I assure you, I've not looked at some of these cards. I've not flicked through even. All I've done is made sure that I'm holding the player cards right now. And so I'm going to dive in and tell you what I think. Again, if you don't want to hear about the player cards in Essex County Express Mythos Pack, which is such a mouthful to say, please stop listening. So, we knew from the news articles that there would be 28 player cards in this pack. We knew that four of those would be a weakness, which leaves 24 player cards. Player cards in Arkham come in duplicates, which meant there were going to be 12 cards. And I made a prediction that there would be two of each of the faction cards, 10, and two neutral cards, and we'd see where we go from there. I think I've got that right, but I'm not sure, and I'm going to find out now. Some of these cards were spoiled in news articles, so I actually know of them. But I think I know of the two Guardian cards, two neutral cards, and maybe two more. So I think maybe I knew half of the cards. Anyway, let's dive in. So the first couple that I have, no big surprise here, are the neutral permanent talents, Relic Hunter and Charisma. Both three experience points, both giving you an extra slot. We've talked about them before on the Allies episode. At the end of the Zoe episode, we talked about them. I'm just really happy that they're here. I really think that if you're going to use either of them, you've got to think about your deck, probably before you invest the experience, to make sure you have enough Allies or accessories to make them worthwhile, because otherwise you're paying three experience for the opportunity to have another slot, but a slot that you might not use. Obviously, the counter to that is we have two hand slots and arcane slots, but often... Mystics aren't running two spells necessarily concurrently, and often people with hand slots aren't always running a magnifying glass and a machete or two other weapons or whatever it is, any other combination you can think of, a flashlight and a derringer. So paying three experience just for the chance to run two allies or to run two accessories, is well, we'll see how it pans out. I'm interested. Okay, the first Guardian card is Bandolier. It's an item. It's a two-cost asset with a combat icon, you have one additional hand slot, which can only be used to hold a weapon asset. This card was predicted by Peter in our weapons episode. So Peter, I think the game is up and we've realised that you're actually Nate French doing a fantastic English accent. Now that I'm on to you, I will listen to everything you say about cards more carefully. 
not that I wasn't listening carefully before. Maybe I've just revealed something about myself. Whoops. I think Bandelier is really interesting. Some of what I've just said about Charisma and Relic Hunter sort of apply. Are you always going to use the third hand slot? How often do you have the hand slots down? I think it's really crying out for investing in this at the start of your building your deck and then maybe going down the shotgun route and being a guardian who is going to always have their hand slots filled by the shotgun at least. So cool card. The next card is a guardian event, zero cost, but three experience costs, so pricey. Double will icon, guardians like that. Stand together, spirit traded. Choose another investigator at your location. Both you and that investigator draw two cards and gain two resources. They won't take us down that easily. This card I think was also spoiled in a news article. So at the moment I'm zero new cards out of the four I've looked at. But it's, it's great, isn't it? This, this idea that I keep banging on about, about the guardian healer, guardian support person, this slots into that so well. Double will icon, it's really powerful. Zero cost is really powerful. And this idea of pumping up someone else as well is really nice. Obviously, if you bloop and manage to draw them into a weakness, it's not as nice. But... Experienced Arkham players are getting used to even playing around weaknesses as well. And, you know, there's many different ways that you can make sure you're not about to draw a weakness. No, there are many different ways. There are some different ways that you can make sure you're not about to draw a weakness. Or you might have already got through your weaknesses. Or if you're playing like I am in my Jenny deck, you're indebted. So you've only got one weakness in your whole deck, which is great. Okay, moving on. I think I'm about to see cards I've not seen before. Art Student, the first Seeker card. This is a two-cost asset with an intellect pip. It's ally-traded and miskatonic-traded. One health, two sanity. That seems like a familiar stat line. Takes up the ally slot. Reaction after art student enters play. Discover one clue at your location. Wow. Okay, this really feeds into that ally cycling idea that seekers already have with research librarian and with um, laboratory assistant this idea that you're sort of dropping them and letting them just get eaten up by things as you move on do seekers really want to be able to discover clues Hmm. not too much daisy and rex seem very good at getting clues but maybe this is a nice little splash for any dumbwitch investigators that can take it it's a sort of um working a hunch but it's not fast but it gives you a body that sticks around as well so maybe there'd be times that you want the body down rather than just the fast action. I'm not sure. Tricky one. Okay, interesting. Man, really interesting. Okay, another card that I think was spoiled already. It's deduction, so it's a seeker skill. Double intellect pip, which is nice. And it's two experience, uh, so it's leveled up deduction. It's practiced and it's expert traded. That's a cool trait. If this skill test is successful while investigating a location, discover one additional clue at that location. Hmm, seems like the same as original deduction. Two additional clues instead if it succeeds by two or more, which is exactly like Rex's ability where you want that two or more threshold for your, for your ability to fire and you're getting the plus two from this card just by throwing in two icons. So you could potentially get three clues, four if you're Rex, in one location. I mean, this is the ultimate multiplayer card, isn't it? Where you enter a location, it's a two-clue per investigator location, so there are eight clues there, and someone like Rex drops this and just hoovers up. 
interesting. This also suggests that maybe you can get better at all of the practiced skills and the higher versions of them will all give you extra bonuses. Yeah, really cool, really interesting. I have this ongoing discussion, interesting that I bring up working a hunch again, ongoing discussion with Peter about working to hunch versus deduction, which is better in solo, which is better in multiplayer, where do they fit? They provide slightly different roles. Obviously, deduction, you can play on other people. This is a really interesting card. I'm excited, and I'm excited as well that there's more things for Seeker to spend their experience on, which is nice. Okay, cool. We're on to the rogue cards. This is another one that was spoiled. Man, you see, you don't get to see that many cards if you avoid spoilers. This is a zero cost event, double agility icon for a zero XP event. That's quite nice. I'm out of here. Trick and spirit, another spirit treated card. Play only if there is a scenario card with the resign ability in play. Action, resign, you get the hell out of here. Quitters may never win, but they also rarely die. I remember when they announced this card. I think it was when they announced the Essex County Express Mythos Pack. Still a mouthful to say. And what they suggested then, well, what the discussion was in the community was, mm, is it that good? Do you ever need it? Is it like the ultimate sneaky play that you bounce out when you shouldn't bounce out? But also what it means is if in all of these scenarios where you have to get to somewhere, like you have to get to the back alley in um, The House Always Wins, if you're the rogue, you don't need to get there anymore. You can be in the middle of the club, and as long as that location is revealed, you can just drop this. Note that it's not fast, so you do need to save an action to play it, but because it's resign, because it's a resign ability, it won't trigger attacks of opportunity from enemies engaged with you, which is really nice. The art is really cool. It looks like he's just ditching his friend. A little bit like I've done with Peter. I'm sorry, Peter. Oh, whoa, okay! Switchblade level two. That I was not expecting. Okay, item, weapon, melee, illicit traded, one hand, one cost asset, combat and agility pip, so it's gained a pip. Fast, still good. Action, fight, you get plus two combat for this attack. If you succeed by two or more, this attack deals plus one damage. Alright, okay. Original Switchblade, no combat bonus, just the damage bonus if you succeed by an amount, which a lot of people pan. This gives you that bonus. This is like Jenny's 45s or the Derringer straight out, and you can just have it in your hand and if you engage an enemy. Skids loves this, he's attacking for five. Jenny loves this because it's an, a card that you don't mind losing if you then play your, your guns, your twin 45s. Oh, wow, okay, interesting. Leveled up weapon. I'm intrigued. Wow. Oh boy, look at this. This is very exciting. Okay, I'm on to the first Mystic card here. I can see that it's a three cost event, so I'm immediately thinking of backstab and I've got a plan. And this card is called Hypnotic Gaze. It's got a combat pip, an agility pip. Interesting. Hey, that is the same as. Um, Oh, that's the same as Mind Over Matter. Interesting. It's a spell. Damn, if Peter and I hadn't already just recorded our spells um, episode. Okay, fine. Fast. Play when an enemy attacks an investigator at your location. Cancel the attack. Hmm, that is like dodge, right? Then reveal a random token from a chaos bag. It wouldn't be a spell unless there was this text. If it has a skull, a cultist, a tablet, an elder thing, or a tentacle symbol, deal the attacking enemy's damage to itself. Wow, okay. It's a dodge, 
but it's also a sort of combat spell. Hmm, interesting. How much damage are you going to get out of this? If you play it on Wolfman Drew, you get him to hit himself for two. If you play it on Umurdoth, you get him to hit himself for three. Pay three, hit for three. Will you ever get enough damage? Do you only ever want two damage out of paying three? Ghoul Priest hits himself for two. Interesting. Wow. The art is incredible. It's sort of like a vampire princess or something. <gasps> okay, and I've just managed to peek the next card. And this is also a card I hadn't had spoiled. It's shriveling. It's an upgraded shriveling, my friends. Wow. Okay. Let's dive straight in. Another smell. Mystics are loving this pack. Shriveling is a three-cost asset, so the price is the same. But this is the three XP version. It's gained a will icon as well as the combat icon. It's a spell. It still has four charges. Action. Spend one charge. Fight. Still the same. This attack uses will power instead of combat. Still the same. You get plus two willpower for this attack. Agnes is attacking at seven when she's using an upgraded shriveling. And you deal plus one damage for this attack. If any of the um, special tokens or symbols are revealed, take a horror. Still the same punishment. So you're paying 3 XP for an extra icon and plus 2. Wow. I thought Song of the Dead as a 2 experience cost spell that kind of filled a support combat role would be, for me at least, if I was playing a combat mystic, I'd be paying 4 experience and having 2 Shriveling and 2 Song of the Dead. And now it's like, ooh, do you save that 4 and spend 6 experience and just straight away upgrade your Shriveling to this? Suddenly... All of the like finding spell cards, of which there's only Arcane Initiate at the moment, and anything else that helps you dig through your deck becomes so powerful if you can get this. For three experience, wow. So the Switchblade, you're getting plus two. For this, you're getting plus two and the Icon. I guess that's it's slightly punishing that it's not just a straight upgrade. It's not four XP for two new Shrivelings. It's six XP for two new Shrivelings. Okay, fascinating. Can't wait to hear what people have to say. Moving on to the first Survivor card. Newspaper! Look at that! Why is the newspaper blank? Have they messed up the art? Or it's just so tiny that you can't see it? Weird. Okay, it's a one-cost asset. It takes up your hand. It has an intellect icon. It's an item. Oh my goodness, you get plus two intellect while investigating if you have no clues. Oof! Survivors love to be crap at stuff. So if you're no clues, you're a real investigator. Okay, imagine this in Ashcan Pete. You're investigating with Duke for four, suddenly you're investigating at six. In solo, where there are very few clues anyway, and your, your thresholds for clues are quite low, it's really powerful. There's nothing in the headlines about the horrors you've witnessed, but the obituary section is disturbingly long. It is. Damn, okay, interesting. Really fascinating. I suppose it competes with Magnifying Glass for that boost. Both of them are for investigating. Both of them are intellect boost. This is a stronger boost to get that first. Could you be doing something with both? Or even be pumping that scavenging deck even more, where you're playing newspaper down and chucking your Magnifying Glass, and if you're succeeding by plus two, you're pulling the Magnifying Glass back into your hand. Or if you reach a point where you've got the clue, you're playing the Magnifying Glass, it's fast pushing the, the newspaper into the bin, pulling that back. You're just like a master bin chump. Wow, okay, cool. 
and okay so this this is the last survivor card it's also an xp card so they've done this pattern two cards per faction one zero xp one higher xp this is a one cost one xp event two agility icons and it's called lure 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 wow there's just like tentacles in the art and some kind of light is it a flare in the background and it's pulling the oh i can't tell and it's trick traded Ooh, attached to your location like barricade during the enemy phase each enemy that moves does so along the shortest path towards the attached location instead of to where it would normally move so all your hunters get screwed over and they come towards this forced while attached at the end of the round discard lure so it's a one-off one turn drop that down for one everything's going to come there so imagine this in a wendy deck where you're using cat burglar to move around as well and you've got something else that's helping you with more movement or maybe someone's going to play a shortcut on you and make you move even further interesting oh, i'm finding it really hard to kind of get my head around how much you could manipulate people's movement maybe it's also just that Hmm, that you can hold up enemies. Maybe if, if we see enemies in future that can hunt for two spaces, you can stop them. And I suppose, are there any instances in the Midnight Masks where you can get stuck by enemies hunting you? Maybe. Maybe you just want to pull heat off someone. Interesting. Okay, another kind of edge casey card that's maybe situational and maybe will grow in strength as I get more familiar with the scenarios. Wow, okay, cool. And finally, there's the four copies of the treachery with a little choo-choo train in the middle. And this is a weakness, a treachery. It's called Across Space and Time. The art is just phenomenal. It's like a, almost like the woman from Hypnotic Gaze. And it says Revelation. It's a madness, sorry. It says Revelation. Discard the top three cards of your deck. Oof! We've so far seen in Dunwich, losing your cards is so punishing. And this just feeds into that. It's not. I wouldn't be too hurt by that. But if this gets forced into our decks by the Essex County Express scenario, so you have this and another weakness, you could start to get really punished. If you have amnesia already, you lose your hand to amnesia, and then you draw this and you lose another three cards. You could be losing nine cards from a deck, maybe ten cards if you're playing you know, a big hand-sized deck. And that could really hurt you. Although if you had amnesia, don't be a dummy. Play with a small hand size. Okay, cool. That wraps up all of the cards. This was really fascinating to do. I hope you like this sort of brief thing. It's just my reactions. This definitely isn't meant to be a comprehensive review. It's just meant to be first thoughts. So yeah, hope you enjoyed it. You know how to hit us up. And a proper episode will be coming probably next week. All about spells. Spoiler. Thanks for listening. Bye.